Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Seven O, the thing we've been hyping up, almost, almost to a point of jinxing it over and over again for the last month, it's finally happened. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Beat, brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together with the best, live and on demand. Learn more at DirecTV.com. I'm of course Nick Baumgartner, along with Brendan Quinn, and uh, here it is, my man. First time How about it. First time as top ten foes since 1900 and. Uh, 64. 1964, which, I mean, as someone who knows the history of Michigan, Michigan State, better than I would say most, I think I can say now, um, over the years, that still surprises me. That that is the first, I, I, it just does, that there hasn't been one other game in there since 1964. Do, am I wrong in that? Do you do you feel no, the same? No, I, 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 I had just, as we were building toward this, I'm like, you know, I just assumed that. Yeah. It would have been one. It was going to be a. It was going to be a big deal because it's a big deal. Yeah. But right. I, I thought the historical relevance. I didn't realize it was going to be quite this this uh, this level. But man, yeah, here it is. Here it is. Uh, not something we <laughs> certainly had thought would be possible, but it in the truest uh, I think um, sort of sense of the the Spider Man gif here. The two the two Spider Mans yes. pointing at each other. I mean, this has been. Michigan, Michigan State, two examples of two teams that remade themselves on the field and off the field this offseason. Um, two head coaches that were um, bold, I would say, in their and aggressive, maybe, whatever. I don't know if bold's the right word, aggressive in their decisions. Right. Uh, Harbaugh, because he probably really had no choice, and Mel Tucker, because he doesn't want to have any choice, I think. Um, right. And two guys that just have grinded and their staffs have backed them up all the way. And I think it's just been really two of the best coaching jobs we've seen this year. Um, anywhere, anywhere. Still don't know if either is that good. We don't know if either is that good to a point of either is going to be good enough. I, to still, like don't, be a I still don't know. But I do think both teams are going to finish the year as solid football teams. You know what I mean? And I don't know if we would have said that as a guarantee when the year started. So I just think to get them both to this point with all the where it was for both sides and all the trip ups and things you could have had and knowing that both teams have had to sort of dig deep, you know, for games, you know, this year and win, sure. win a couple that maybe they shouldn't have gotten in other years uh, says a lot. I think about two guys. No, it's, and frankly, it's nice. Cool. It's nice of both of these bozo <laughs> programs to catch up with their basketball counterparts. I've Fine, been covering a mass amazing basketball games for years. I don't know what the big deal is. You idiots have been sitting around here, you know, with, oh. with these two banging heads against each other. Uh, yeah, it finally feels like we actually have two coaches who are just about football, which is pretty cool for me. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, 
I told Colton we would get a, get into this on uh, later in the week when we have the Colton Austin on. But um, mm-hmm. did you see what Harbaugh said about Mel Tucker yesterday? The relationship there that was the least surprising. <laughs> so Anyone that was surprised by that. So Mel Tucker Harbaugh says to recap for those who haven't seen it. He's a big Mel Tucker fan. I think he said that before. Um, he likes Mel Tucker and has known him for a while. But um, Mel Tucker, when he was at Georgia with uh, Kirby Smart, was mm-hmm. next door neighbors to one Tom Crean, of course. Amazing. Who is, of course, Jim Harbaugh's brother-in-law. And, of course, you know, so Harbaugh and Mel Tucker have known each other, you know, through that relationship. And Harbaugh said yesterday he's uh, thinks Mel's doing a tremendous job at Michigan State. Big, big fan of his, all this uh, sort of thing. I think both those guys... I think we've said this before. Both those guys do have a firm, I think, respect uh, for the other as football coaches, and they put football first. And for me, that's I like it. I don't think there's a lot of other writers necessarily who love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the Tom Crean thing. Did you see this? And you? No, amazing. <laughs> so I, 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 when I said the surprised about it, I meant the fact that he respects the hell out of him, and yeah, 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 yeah. that he's somehow connected to him because any football lifer. Jim Harbaugh can probably do two or three degrees of separation with. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I, fair. That's what I meant. That there that's was some fair. kind of personal tie-in there. But the fact the that Tom it was Crean. Thing. Imagining Mel Tucker <laughs> hanging out with Crean. Tom Crean is its own reality no, 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 buddy. show. Like, buddy, where is... <laughs> listen, that was Tom Crean hanging out with Mel Tucker, okay? To be clear. Not Mel Tucker hanging out with Tom Crean. Let's, let's make sure we get that role... Sounders needs to be said. I'm just picturing Tom walking and hanging out of the fence, 100 miles an hour with his Diet Coke in the backyard, just ranting and raving and talking about this. And Mel just chilling there with a cigar. Like, what are you talking about? The hell is wrong with this man? Like, without a doubt, that was the relationship. (sighs) Probably, yeah. But Harbaugh loves Mel. So I don't know if the Uh feeling's mutual, but I do think that the two of them do share respect for each other. Um, as coaches, um, they've certainly Crean, worked. Do you think Crean is rooting for, for Harbaugh? I think he's rooting for Harbaugh, yeah. Not his old neighbor. I think he would yeah, be rooting for okay. um, for Michigan on that one, I would assume. But um, I love when all those wires get crossed. The old, uh, yeah. the old, har- the old Harbaugh in the Crean locker room at Chrysler. Honestly, it was also like the 17th time. And no, you know, and I think is Tom Crean, he's doing a good job there, right, at Georgia? Or is he not? No. Are they struggling? No, he, uh, well, no, he'll be fired this year. It's the 17th time that I have forgotten that he's the head coach of Georgia. When when um, Aaron McMahon tweeted that, and then Kyle Austin tweeted that Tom yep. Crean is the Kevin Bacon of all college sports in the uh, state of Michigan, which is 100% true. Tom Crean knows everyone, or is coached with and against and for everyone here, I think at one point or another. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff there. But um, we'll get into Michigan right. here first, maybe, you think, and then we'll uh, maybe break let's this down. Just, what do you let's think? just break her down the Michigan stuff along the way. Let, I, I think... For me, uh, and I am on, a, I'm wired on caffeine oh, and no sleep. I had a 6 a.m. flight out of Memphis this morning, so I'm in a, I'm in a good weird place. <laughs> my, uh, my, my so first question this we got to get up. right into is, uh, how was the Bass Pro Pyramid? Did you see this morning? Who's it? Oh my God! <laughs> the ba- for anyone who doesn't know, the old pyramid in Memphis was converted to a Bass Pro shop, <laughs> and when I saw, I almost drove off the side of the goddamn road. I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I got off the exit immediately, drove all the way down that big yeah. winding ass highway, oh, drove yeah. right down to the riverfront, got right up to, to get it. to get down there. Got right up to it. It was just it's just a marvel. It is a marvel. I'm taking <laughs> pictures. I'm taking selfies in front of it. This is just the most incredible thing I've ever seen. So yes, the pyramid 
oh, is man. now a Bass Pro Shop. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> you can go camp in it. You can go oh, camp. Cool. You can pyramid. pitch a tent in the pyramid. <laughs> I don't know why you How about do that. that? But our, okay, How about it? Did How you do it? it? No, I, no. I, I stayed okay. at I stayed at one of the worst courtyards by Amer- by an airport. Oh ever. well, there you but go. Anyway, there you go. Um, I think the first part of the conversation is look, the game means the world to both programs, right? Yeah. Yes. Does it mean is it more important to either right now today? Because I I've got thoughts on that. Uh, I think that for the first time in a minute, I would say that this is as close to probably even, um, maybe as we've seen. I don't know. But I think probably Michigan, I think they're going to hate it more if they lose. But, like, I don't think Michigan's, I don't think Mel Tucker is going to be living, like, loving it, right? This is an opportunity for him. Okay, oh, different, right? If I'm talking different. Mel Tucker, Michigan State. Okay, then it's Michigan, yeah. Michigan, exactly. Michigan needs to win the game. I mean, yeah. yeah Mel's Mel got Tucker a, needs to win the game. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. I mean, Mel will, Mel will run through I gotcha. walls. I'm sure to win this saying. game, and he but he has a win over Michigan. Them being seven and zero, oh, the yeah. they're so far ahead of schedule. It's yeah. crazy, yeah. right? And this team, to me, looks like it's you know it's ripping its way toward you know a great bowl game. It's exceeding yeah, all expectations. Mm-hmm. If Harbaugh goes and loses this game. That's not going to be great. I feel like the conversation starts all over again. It probably goes back. It like probably... them being favored is such a kick in the balls. Oh, it's, it's not like great. That is, that is not great for Michigan. But it's also like, I mean, it depends on who's having the conversation. It depends mm-hmm. on what happens in the game. Because this is where I, this is why we have this show here. And this is why we get into the old nuance and the old mm. weeds. Because as some of the folks found out on Twitter on Saturday, yelling at me, yelling at me uh, for four and a half hours there. Oh, we're we're going to talk quarterbacks. Don't this worry. game sometimes can be a little more right. There's there's uh-huh. a lot going on uh, sometimes, so it's just like I don't. It's complicated. I I don't know how to like. Where am I going with this? What am I What am I setting up? Does Harbaugh need to win this game to save his job? I don't I mean, know. I don't think that that's a conversation that anyone's having. I guess is what yeah. I would say. Who's well, having the conversation? If this is a conversation that radio talk radio is going to start up with, then yeah, if if Jim Harbaugh loses that game, that's fair. If Harbaugh loses, talk radio and Paul Feinbaum and whomever is going to start yeah. back up with uh, exactly. He should, be, he should be fired right now. This is stupid. Fire him right now. And any knee jerk uh, thirty thousand foot. Yep. You know the type who doesn't yep. know anything about the situation, doesn't take the time to understand the topic at hand, doesn't take the time to understand the people who are there, exactly. doesn't take time to understand anything that's going on, just reigns in on top and says, I decree uh, this is this what go, what's going on here and by. Those mm-hmm. people will say he needs to be fired. You might even get some people who do know a little bit about what's going on here would look in and say, though, that this is another sign that this is just delaying the inevitable. I think that you'll you'd maybe see more of that. Right. But it also, I think, has to be taken into account that Mel Tucker's team is good. Like, this is a good team. Harbaugh's team, Harbaugh's team last year was bad. They gutted it. They ripped it over. They turned it over. They changed the staff. They changed everything. I think that all circumstances still have to be sort of weighed here in the fact that it was a problem that he created. He also got them to 7-0. and And mm-hmm. if you lose this game by a touchdown and he's lancing to the number eight team in the country, 
And if you want to come on the radio Monday and say Harbaugh needs to be fired, then that's your cross to bear. But like, right. I do, I don't disagree with you. I, I can definitely see that that comes. Because you know, like back. I would put it, I, when I was thinking about like who would it be worse for to lose is kind of when I was thinking this morning. Like if would if it be? State, a, yeah, I guess it depends. If on the state loss. loses, you know, I think it, it's a kick in the ass. They're pissed. They go out. They play angry after that, right? They're going to try to make up for it. They're going to give you know Ohio State. A, Everything we don't know that. Hey, hey you know we what don't I mean? know that. Well, we don't know that though because I I think this group and the way that they've been operating, I think that's how they would respond. We've to never it. seen them lose, man. Michigan. We've I never seen like them lose. They're brand they're, new team. I feel like the way that Michigan would be immediately cast into this, like that's true. That you know what I mean. Like that's yeah. just when all the outside. And, and we this have team, seen them react this, to that. This thing has just been going so smoothly here for seven weeks, even with the quarterback thing <sighs> swirling above it, right? Where you're like, "What is that bird up there? Holy shit!" You know what I mean? Oh, the, yeah, oh, wind, it's just kind of up make a there. Wind noise. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> where it's like you know, like a loss in this game could potentially. Or like, I'm like, what? <laughs> I feel like the shrapnel from this for Michigan would be. A lot, and for Michigan State, I think it would you know they'd That's be pissed, and it would it, yeah. people would be people be oh, angry. Yeah, fan, I'm sure. Oh, the fans but would be far more pissed. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, yeah, they'd be more pissed. I I would be interested to see what the reaction would be overall, though. Yeah, because I think that it's still like all over the place with Harbaugh. People revealed their true feelings about the old ball coach. Uh, I think on Saturday and. There absolutely still is a lot of mistrust, or not mistrust. Mm-hmm. They just don't trust him, right? Because yeah. there's evidence to suggest that why the fuck should I? And right. I think that he couldn't even disagree with that in objective moments on some of the things they've done over the years that just have not worked out for inexplicable. Right. What are you doing, right? Right. So I and I wrote that, tweeted that. I get all that. Like I 100% get all that. And people's initial kind of gut here is to be like, what "The hell am I watching? What's going? Why is that kid who mm-hmm. comes in off the you know and all these things right? This you know." So I get it, and I get people's sort of immediate sort of reaction to just wait for the rug pull. They're just waiting waiting to get Charlie Brown here, right? Waiting for the football to get pulled out and him to just be like, well, you know, uh, what do you want? We played hard or whatever, and then right. them to get mad, and then we start this whole thing over again, right? Like that's I, – I did get a lot of that I – got, I got a sense from that, from talking, you know, interactions with people – fans the people last week that yes they're on edge so let's get into um, it they're nervous and i let's understand get in, it let's, so get, let's get, get into the mac the mac mcnamara mccarthy right all right you're out there i feel like trying to i was on the front lines trying to do all i could and i quit after a while i gave up yeah man there were you were running out of characters and i was watching it in real time just man, laughing it was, like, it was like the old days i was like fuck, i can't keep up anymore i was like this sitting in a bar in memphis just you know, and I had already had a few pops, so I'm not tweeting, yeah. right? I have a these are these are personal rules that have come into effect that you no, don't tweet no, drunk anymore. No drinking, no drinking and tweeting. So I'm sitting there and I'm with personal a guy down rules. with a guy in Memphis watching the, the game and I'm just I check Twitter and I just see where you are. And I just see it spiraling. I'm just laughing. Just having a having a great time. About halftime uh, there. Oh outstanding. So yeah. you're uh you said that we are we are men of nuance. Yes, <laughs> we'd like we'd like to think so anyway. Give 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 the people your kind of um, I don't know uh, rational yeah perspective here, sir. 
Professor, the Double J uh, McCarthy situation. I think that yeah. um, I think it's very similar to what it was, but I think McCarthy continues to up the ante. I think that, mm-hmm. and I wrote this this morning, and I stand by it. I think that Harbaugh and Gaddis still need to be careful with him, but they can't be afraid. They can't flinch, right? They can't be scared to give him more. I don't think. I think that it's. I think we do need to see more from him, but I don't. I understand where they're at if they're concerned that he's not ready to start a game yet. I do because even in the limited reps that we've seen from him, you know, and every time he goes out there and throws, there's one one or two that he makes that you're just like, what the fuck, Jesus! You're just like, that's an NFL throw and a good NFL throw, right? That play that was called back, right? And that is an NFL. That's that's you know ridiculous athleticism to be able to get Mm -hmm. out of. But let's talk about that play, okay? So, like, yep. that's a fourth and three from the uh, got to right from the eleven. Mm-hmm. Michigan's running mesh. All all it is, you're going to run a tight end uh, from the uh, strong side of the formation. He's going to co- come across, and they've got uh, the three receivers over to the left. And I think Sainer still is the uh, furthest inside. So Schoonmaker and Sainer still are going to mesh. They're just going to do the old crossing routes, right? Sure, crisscross. Sainer mm-hmm. still, I believe, is his. He's going to come from left to right. I think his he's his first read. He gets walled. Schoonmaker is coming back across. He's wide open, and it's a first down, and probably more if the ball's thrown on time. Exactly yeah. what you want. Exactly what the play is designed to do. There is no rush. Northwestern has dropped. Uh, they dropped eight. They're only rushing three. Michigan's offensive line has it completely under control, and McCarthy's standing in the pocket, staring at Sainer still, and he can't get off of he can't get off of Sainer still. And Schoonmaker mm-hmm. standing there. What what are we doing? And there's no pass rush still. Sainer still is still not open because, of course, he's been walled off and they know what the play is. Mm-hmm. And still no pass rush. There's rush lanes where McCarthy could run out of and probably score a touchdown. But, he, but he's a freshman, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And he's 18 years old and he was in high school last year. So he panicked and he backed out of there and ran the hell away. And lo- and it looked pretty goddamn cool, I got to say. And then he got it all did. the way back up, <laughs> front, made that crazy throw across the body. And it was a penalty because Filiaga had to run around like crazy guy and try to clip somebody to get him blocked. So it was pretty awesome, and the whole crowd was like, you're goddamn right, that's what we're talking about. But I was like, hey, folks, that was not making something out of nothing. That was missing something, escaping your own mess, and then right. missing in the end. Because it was, you know, so there's still, like, freshman things that he does that I think that this team right now can't afford. Like, they're not good enough defensively. They're not good enough elsewhere, probably as a whole team, to overcome some of the errors that I think they're afraid he might make against good teams in the Big Ten if he starts and plays a whole game. Sure. And if you start him and play him a whole game, as mature as McNamara is, I don't know what you're getting from him. If you just say... You're benched. JJ's in. Right. Bye. You're seven zero. <laughs> so, like right. Gaddis, Gaddis had a really good quote yesterday on uh, with Jansen, John Jansen there on um, Harbaugh's radio show. I think somebody mm-hmm. tweeted it. Angelique might tweet it. I can't remember who did, but it was like, and I can't remember what the exact tweet was, or quote was, but it was something to the effect of Gaddis had said that is a very um, delicate or careful or uh, whatever, something like that conversation that we take really serious in that room. The quarterback, starting quarterback job, how we, you know, how we 
how Cade looks at JJ and how JJ looks at Cade. The respect sure. and everything that has to go on there is at a different level than everywhere else on the team. That was kind of his point. That is a very, like, sacred, I think was the word he used, like conversation and situation that only those in that room, which include Gaddis, Harbaugh, and the quarterbacks, will concern themselves with. The rest of you can go fuck off, which basically right. is. And right. I think that that's how it should be. But I do understand my point to the people out there. I understand if they have reservations about McCarthy not starting a game for all those things I just said. But I do think he probably needs to play more. And I do understand why people don't trust Jim Harbaugh when he tells them that McNamara is the, the answer right now. I understand right. where they're coming right. from. I'm just telling you what I see. And what I see is I think right now they're still sort of kind of where they should be. I think you need to get more from McNamara, though. And I think you need to see more is from there, J.J. How much more limited do you think is uh, the play calling capabilities or whatever, or packages, or whatever the hell you people talk about? When uh you know one versus the other like if if they had if they had McCarthy in like sustained the way a lot of people are calling for right sure. that's just the guy does that how much would that so limit uh, so what it would do play is calling this. and things like that it wouldn't necessarily limit play calling what it would do is and it might frankly because I don't know what all he has you know what he's comfortable with but what really right. what it would do is your basic reads I guess within there's two things you you're Offense is usually trying to stay in the right play uh, before a snap. Michigan's sideline usually helps out with that a lot, but that's also there's a lot on the quarterback to make sure that everybody's where they mm-hmm. need to be before the, because Michigan oftentimes, like everybody else, is going to go up there with multiple plays and they're going to look at the defense and they're going to see what they want to do. So it's up to the quarterback to make sure to relay. You've got to be on top of all that. That's not nothing. That's a lot for an 18 year old and offense like this and all that sort of thing. Moreover, though, I think that what McCarthy or McNamara gives that you're still not quite sure you're getting from McCarthy is his reads with the ball in a play are usually right with mm-hmm. throws. His throw reads are usually right. They're not always made and he needs to make more, but he usually goes to the right place. Like if they're on second and 10 and they just want to cut it down to second and four so they can run a, or, a, you know, get six yards, so they can run a third and three or because they've got a call. Sure. Like, McNamara will make sure they get the six. I'm not so sure McCarthy's not going to say, well, there's a shot down there. Right. I think I want to try that too. And maybe we're going to overthrow it and now we're on third and ten. We don't, we're not good in third and ten. Right. Those are the things I think that you're still worried about when I say like freshman things. Like just it's little stuff throughout the course of the game that it's not checking the ball down here when you should have. Instead, you took a chance and now we have to punt. And we shouldn't have had to punt because that was open, right? And we should we should be moving the ball. Like, that's how Michigan plays, like it or not. That's how they would play if McCarthy's in the game, too. Like it or not. He comes in, guys. They ain't changing the offense. You're not getting anything different. Got news for you on that one. So yeah. that's going to be the same. I just think there's so many situational things that are they are they comfortable with him not turning the ball over? Are they comfortable with him not turning the ball over? And I guess, you know, right now I would say that the evidence tells us that they're not because he would be – he might be starting or playing half the game if they were – comfortable with him not turning the ball over i don't know that but um you know i do think we need to see more of him i I think that he's made enough big time throws in these games and done some things with his feet made plays every time he's in there you know i mean he's making mistakes but like whatever if you're using him in packages and situations and letting him take a couple rips here and there in a game like this when you can back a team like that off with a kid who can throw like that 
I think this is a great example. And I wrote about that again today. And you know this. Over the years, people ask us this all the time, you know, back in the day. You know, you think Harbaugh's saving anything for uh, Michigan State or Ohio mm-hmm. State. And over the years, as I've looked back on it, I, I never think he saves anything for anybody. But I, what I do think in these games, especially Michigan State, if he has a guy who he thinks is on the verge of being like a legit dude, right? they, they cut him loose in this game and let him go do it. Like, this is the one where Peppers mm-hmm. first first got the ball. That's right. This is the one where when Devin Bush walked out there and kicked a hole in the field and Harbaugh was like, you want me to ref for you, Devin, while you fight the whole stadium? I'm here. Right. Let's do it. Like, that's <laughs> this is that game. Harbaugh fucking right. knows it. This is that mm-hmm. game. And if he has a guy on his team that he thinks can kind of, like, give them something that no one else can... I gotta tell you, I think evidence has shown us whether he's made the right decision or not is a different conversation. Sure, I do think this is one history tells us that he's more willing to maybe roll the dice. Maybe it's like AJ Henning and not McCarthy. I don't know, but you know, maybe he rolls the dice with one of these young kids and and lets you see something. I definitely could see that happening. It's happened before. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Is this probably the the final pivot point on this conversation, one way or another, where it's like which which part? Quarterback? The, the quarterback decision. Like if right if McNamara wins this game. Oh yeah. Well that shit's over. I, I No, well it depends on how it goes. Like if McNamara wins this game and JJ comes in and that, has that's like what I'm four, saying. Has I, when like I say if, when I say oh, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, McNam- if McNamara wins the game, right? And Bro, JJ yeah, yeah. comes in and does his normal, you know, a pass then here, a pass just there. Keep doing this? But McNamara wins it, right? right. Th- that's it, man. Conversation over. But if they either lose the game or if Mac- McCarthy comes in mm-hmm. and is actually the guy who does, you know, make okay, is the difference, yeah. it's over. After yeah. like I feel like this weekend, one way or another, if McNamara this conversation plays, is this conversation's yes. different next week. If Kate McNamara plays poor enough to lose this game, then mm-hmm. this is a different conversation, yes. And yes. if McCarthy comes into this game and McNamara is average and not doing anything to separate, and McCarthy is the reason why they win the game, then this is a different conversation. If this is this if this is in the Nebraska game, where Michigan, you know, I think got some reps from McCarthy, or the Wisconsin game, whatever, where they got some reps from him, he made mm-hmm. some good plays, he helped the cause, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but McNamara was the main reason and the main quarterback, then I think you just keep doing what you're doing. That's and, what I'm saying. I think yeah. it's three scenarios. One probably, way or another, yeah. one way or another yeah. it's, it's, we know probably a, or, Everyone probably has a better idea moving forward. That I guess they it, could both play like shit. <laughs> there's that's that. the other. There's the other there's one. That. There's that. <laughs> Which is there's that. Awesome. And then if you lose, what right. are you gaining going forward with with well, right. McNamara? And and that's and that's where this turns into. And again, I said that earlier about Michigan State. We haven't seen Michigan State lose yet. 
uh, which mm-hmm. is true. And we haven't seen how any of those guys together as a team have reacted in that moment. But we also haven't seen this Michigan team lose yet in this staff's message and everything else. And we haven't seen them have to sort of like handle that exact situation, like you're saying. Like, sure. If you do lose, and suddenly it's close, and this quarterback isn't exactly killing it, and you got this 18-year-old kid who's just lighting up the world, and you don't do, and you don't lean into that, then what are you doing? And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that previous Jim Harbaugh staffs would be criticized for, and we will see if this one is. And I think that that's. Uh, something that we'll see and monitor as we go forward. And those are all things to be determined here. And those are all things, I think, to be determined in the grand picture of when you go back to the the takes and the, the people who want firings or whatever after a game yeah. in October yeah. and all this. Um, which at some point, can we be done with those people? Can we? No? In college I don't football? So. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's... You, we, we can ask. Yeah. We can, we, can, we can encourage people not... Be, that to, would be great. Not, not to follow the the butterflies, you know, but, uh, but it's gonna sometimes, happen. Sometimes people wander, man. But yeah, but anyway, I mean, yeah, that'll happen whether <laughs> or the other. I mean, you guys know that, so is what it is by now. But um, I mean, <laughs> their season's not gonna be destroyed, right? If they right. Lose. Well, speaking of firings but and yes. the uh, the 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 flashy headlines or whatever the hell it may be, what any any say on uh, Mel's response yesterday to being asked about LSU? <clears throat> so he just said like. I'm just thinking about this game, right? Yeah. The right answer. I don't know what else he's supposed to say, but, like, I guess the only people that would... I mean, the only criticisms that you could maybe levy on him would be, like, he he had the bye week. He had last week, and he didn't really... I don't think he said anything. I don't Mm -hmm. think they had a press conference. If he did, I apologize. I don't remember that, though. I don't think had a press conference last week. But also, again, like, what's he supposed to fucking... He did the thing at Colorado and then left. He said, I'm staying and left. That was going to be my thing. He's probably that, like, I'm never doing that again, no matter what. Like, there's yeah, got to like, be scar tissue there. That I, he, no matter you, you what, can't, you can't say anything that yeah, I, ends you're up not gonna, being used against you. You're not going to read Mel Tucker even if you want to. So I, I think anybody out there who's trying to read tea leaves on what he's thinking are going to have a tough, tough. Ro- I think some of the players even said he hasn't talked about it with him. Um, which, you know, I guess that's probably up to you on how you determine, you know, what how that would impact your locker room. If he doesn't think it's impacting the locker room, then whatever. But if it's impacting the locker room and he's not telling them, then I would... But that's not to say that that's happening. No one suggested that it was. Right. But, you know, that was something that I did see a player said that yesterday that I was like, well... But, you know, you're focusing on... It's a it's a, it's horrible timing, of course, if you're Mel Tucker, right? You don't not want ideal. this... Yeah. You don't want this coming out during the bye week. You don't want that coming out during this or whatever... But as we've discussed before, like, he's not going to close any doors. He's not going to shut anybody mm-hmm. off. Do I think Mel Tucker's going to pack up the car and drive to Baton Rouge tomorrow? No. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's going to close anything off. So, mm-hmm. and nor should he. And, you know, nor should nor should we <laughs> be demanding that he do so or anyone at this point, really. Uh, we do that all the time in this That would be great so. if he just came right out and just gave, like, the most straightforward answer and was just like, look, it's what fucking LSU. Yeah. They're gonna they might offer me eight million dollars. You think I'm not gonna listen to them if they call me? <laughs> it would be the best. <laughs> I mean, yes. What a, obviously that would be listen. some legendary shit right there. What's the offer? Like, yeah, right? <laughs> like, good God. 
I mean, like, so... He's like, that dumbass Ed Ogeron just won a national championship there. I could be the greatest coach in program history of that idiot. I think everybody knows knows the score (laughs) on that one, though, right? Like, everybody by no knows the deal there. You're going to have to put up with this, Uh right? And, like... You're not going to know. There's. I don't think we're going to be able to read much into what he says because he doesn't say anything anyway. So, um, yeah, not surprising at all. Like you said, not not surprising. Probably the only answer there was the, you know, we got a game here and it's a pretty right. big one. And, oh, by the way, it's the reason why I'm even in this conversation anyway. And if I win it, maybe that conversation yeah. gets a little louder. So, like, I mean, all things it, positive, man. It will. It yes, will. it will. If, if, if Michigan State wins it, how about that? Michigan State wins this game on Saturday. And I know we've talked about on the show that I still don't think people nationally have even, I think, of course, whatever, people nationally, whatever. Half of them don't even, do half of them even know that Mel Tucker's at Michigan State yet? I guess they'll all know by the end of this if he wins. So, yes, I think that his stock, or whatever you want to call it, would take, I mean, whatever point it's at right now, how whatever you think about Michigan, good or bad, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If they win that game in front of that crowd on TV, pff, stock up. Like, you know what I mean? And probably some sweating going on uh, Big time. In, uh, in the hauler house. <laughs> I, would, I would think so. There's going to be phone calls. There's no way other be, way to say it. Like, who's, got, who's, got the, uh, who's got the money, Cannon? That's it. And we've talked about it. Like, this guy, it's on. This guy's a... This guy's a he wants to win the whole shot. I don't think Mel Tucker is here to win a couple Big Ten titles and come back for a spaghetti dinner about a Rose Bowl, right? Like, I don't think that's happening, okay? Like, I think he wants to be the yeah. top dog. And if you want to go and take that ride with him and prove to, prove to him that you can do that, that's what Michigan State, I think, if you want to get into a conversation where you think you're going to have to negotiate to keep Mel Tucker, you're going to have to prove to him that you can win a national title. You're going to have to prove to him that right. you can do it realistically, fair, and the way he want, you know, with the money and all the things that is required. And so, uh, that's a different conversation. I know that some people disagree with us and think that Michigan State's budget is in sparkling uh, shape, but I, hmm. it's not. I mean, no one's is. Like, that was my, that was right. more my point than anything. Like, the, the crazy, crazy rich schools and the crazy rich schools are still separated by a lot of money. So, like... Mm-hmm. There's a difference there, but um, yes. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. I do know that he's got a good thing going here, of course. They love him here, uh, of yep. course. Um, I, You know, he's a Midwest guy. I think he fits here. I think his stuff fits here. I think his style fits. I think what he wants to do fits. Like, this is the guy that if you're Michigan State, I do think that you figure it out. Like, you Man, figure no, it out. Cause, and especially you, know, you go and win this game in this setting. He fits. That's he like, fits. You, you want to talk about rec- the recruiting pump, everything yeah. that comes with it. Man, that's a, I'll tell you what, that's a noon game. That leaves you about seven hours after that game all to work the phones, state, man. man Midwest. Yeah, that's yeah right. I mean, all the way. That's right. Like, that's, that's right. he's just, he fits everything they want to do. Everything that you can realistically ask a Mich- from a Michigan State team or program. Or, when you look at these programs, right, like Iowa and What's the recipe going to be for you to be good? And we've seen it with D'Antonio. Like, the guy has to be able to be, you know, elite at something, but also, like, very good at a couple other things. And I think Mel is an elite communicator and leader. I think he's a very good defensive coach. And I think he's an elite evaluator of talent, or at least very good at it. And so, I... 
He's not trying to reinvent the wheel. He's not trying to do anything or overshoot his skis or do anything, you know, beyond his means or crazy. I think that in in so many ways that D'Antonio fit, uh, I think Mel Tucker fits. I think that mm-hmm. it's hard. It's impossible to say, right? Like, because D'Antonio, you know, you would have never known after two years what that would have become for them. Sure. But when we look at it now, and even when I looked at it last year, I just, Mel Tucker is the type of guy that I think can really make it happen here um if you give him the money and keep him happy but it's going to be a task because you're right. going to have people coming after him uh because he was a guy that was overlooked for a long time and he is not about to stay overlooked i don't think for very much longer so yeah. like i think that's the situation and this is a big uh, week for mr tucker i'd say and michigan Let's states and michigan get a little bit more into the matchup. I want to ask you, so you did a thing on how can Michigan, you know, last week you did how can Michigan State beat Michigan. This week you mm-hmm. did how can Michigan beat Michigan State. Um, obviously, yes. me being, you know, just the fair weather idiot who just kind of parachutes in, the one that jumped out to me the most is uh, Thorne and Walker. Yeah. You know, and I, so I, let, let's talk about it from both sides, right? Like what Michigan State needs from, like, Yes, I don't. I don't know if they win this game without Peyton Thorne having a hell of a game. I feel like they well, can win that, without yeah. Walker rushing for 150 yards, right? Yes. And then on Michigan's side, like, are there times you're going to have to sell out on one or the other? So, what say you? Yeah, I think that you nailed it there. I don't think Walker has to go berserk, um, but I think if Thorne—that's my analysis, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I, think if, I know my I, shit. I think if Thorne isn't being the guy that he's been on play action, which has been amazing, he's been incredible. Mm-hmm. He's been one of the best in the country. If he's not that guy, then you're gonna then you're gonna leave a lot on the field. And because yeah. I do think Michigan Thorne is really the guy that gets you. And I think that you know I wrote that today. Like Walker, ultimately, I suppose is the guy because you're you're still thinking about him so much. But it's that all that discipline that takes to make sure that he's penned in, you know, from your linebackers and your safeties and your overhangs. That's when Thorne rips you on that play action because he is so good at reading what you're doing before the snap. So when he turns his back, he already knows what you're in. To when he right. turns back around, right. picture's there. The right. dip, you know, Mike McDonald can blur that picture for him, and he's done that for other quarterbacks. Thorne is going to give him maybe more challenge than any of the quarterbacks that he's seen to this point. But back to the original spot there. I mean, like Thorne has been. The difference maker, I think, at the end. Like, Walker's been the guy that's got him all the way there. Thorne's been the closer. He's been the guy that's finished it off every time. The guy that, when you think you've done a nice job on Walker, or, hey, I think we've solved him a little bit, or we've got him penned up. He's not going to kill us. Oh, shit, there's a 70-yard, you know, whatever, because we forgot that Thorne can do that. Like, that stuff can't happen. And I think if you're Michigan, you got to play a lot of too high. you got to get the safeties back, because if you get one deep, he's going to take a shot. Um, And I think you can do that. And defend Walker. The reason why teams and the reason why Don Brown, of course, never liked to play two safety defense was because Brennan, as you know, you bring that safety up and you <laughs> you bring that safety up and you get your numbers advantage back in the box, right? So typically, that's what you're looking to do right. defensively against the run. Paranoid, the old school way of defending would say you got to get that extra guy in there. Michigan, in I don't know if it's every snap, but I think by and large they've improved on this, or at least they've started to do it. I shouldn't say improved. They've started to do it. They're playing uh, what's known as gap and a half up front, which is a more modern thing in the NFL, which is you're playing basically 
you're asking your defensive linemen and linebackers to take one gap, but also to help support a secondary gap. So you're, in theory, defending eight gaps with 11 people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you have enough, even if you keep a safety back, with help, if you play to your help and tackle and play in structure, Michigan has the plan to stop Kenneth Walker or to slow him down in a way that other teams have slowed him down, like we've seen this year, like Nebraska did. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't do anything at corner and get back on Thorne, it's not going to matter. He's just going to go over the top and kill you. He is very good over the top. He's better than Lombardi. Uh, he's better off play action than Lombardi. He's really good player, and he's underrated because Walker is Walker, but, like, Thorne, I, I think people will see it in this one unless he lays an egg, but, like, I, I've been very impressed by him all year, and I think if you're Michigan State, yeah, you need him to be big, big time. This has to be a big, big game for him. How prone is Michigan to giving up home runs, big plays, whether it, yeah, whether it's a lot. whether it's on the ground or or you know something forty yards think, downfield to read I, or something? I think they've done a nice job of um, in structure of like limiting those because McDonald gives them different looks and right. different coverages and things uh, things for the quarterback to look at. But the corners, uh, you know, I mean, if you get for any, those at home, Nick just made a contorted face that it's not does not would not give me confidence better. in Michigan cornerbacks. They're better, okay? They're better than they were in this game a year ago. Uh-huh. But if we go back to what this game was a year ago, it was real bad. So, like, they're better than that. But they are not good enough for Peyton Thorne to not think twice about ripping that ball the minute he sees anybody in single coverage outside. If you are mm-hmm. out there with Reed or Naylor, he is not going to care what corner you have on him. And I guess unless it's Daxton Hill. And I don't know if they're doing that. Daxon Hill's not really a wide-out, walk-out corner. Maybe he covers right. one of those guys in the slot some. But, I mean, Daxon Hill's also part of Michigan's run game. This isn't a matchup situation where you're playing man anymore. So, hmm. you know, this is more of a pick your spots and don't give him spots. I think that's what I would say if you're Michigan here. And I had a commenter in the Michigan story say that, from the looks of this, Michigan has no chance in this game. And I was like, well, there's another side to it. You can read the Michigan State story. Sure. But if you're the Michigan, <laughs> if you're the Michigan person... If you're on the Michigan side of it, you just say you've got to be able to find ways to make Thorne's reads as complicated as they can be. He is really smart, and you've got to find a way not to necessarily pressure him more or give him more problems with stuff in his face, I think. But I think you've got to give him coverage looks that are going to confuse him, and it's going to also require your guys to be on you know their best. Michigan's back seven has to be at its best to win this game uh, and really kind of prove that they've, that they've improved, I guess, is really the... Thing because that's the thing we don't know. I mean, they've been better at big plays this year, but who have they played? You know, so you know that's that's what you'd counter with, and I think that so, now you're going to get one. Am I uh, right in saying that Michigan State desperately would love this to be high scoring shootout? Michigan desperately wants this to be low scoring. Uh I think that control. I don't game. know. I think that uh, Michigan would probably rather it be low scoring. And I, but yeah, I don't know if Michigan. But I think Michigan State could play either way. I don't. If think it Michigan, gets into it, I don't like think Michigan it, would want to get in a shootout, though. No. Right. That's what I'm saying. If it gets yeah. into a shootout, like I just don't. Does Michigan? Michigan have the, would almost the, have to the like guns Mich- to, no. to. They would hang almost like have. That. They would almost have to go to McCarthy. Uh, would feel like in a way. You right. Know, like I don't think right. McNamara would be able to do it because I think Michigan State. Yeah, I think Michigan State has enough in its offense, in its pass game, enough confidence in Thorn, mm-hmm. uh, and enough already built in. 
to just sit back there and if you take Walker away, yeah, they'll throw it all over the field. I don't think they care. And that's just something no one's done yet, right? Like no one's really – Nebraska sort of did, and they struggled, and Thorne was not good in that game because right. Nebraska's front sort of controlled and made Walker make plays inside the box, and their offense also scored. So, like, that was the other side of it. So, like, I I think they can play it both ways, but I don't think Michigan wants to play a shootout here, no. I think that they would rather have it in that, like, 20s, you know, 2017 – Something like that, 21, yep. 17, 24, 21, somewhere in there. I think a couple scores. I mean, you guys know, everyone's seen this game a thousand times. It's it's funny how they all work out, but this is, the match, the whole thing is over the ball. It's center, guard, guard against tackle, tackle. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> it's the whole of game. Course it is. Of course it is. In this game, especially, those are the five most important players in the team. Because I would argue be decided by the goddamn six inches on the uh, those line of scrimmage. Those five players might be five of the best nine on the field. Okay, I would argue, or ten. How about that? Look, those are five like Slade and Simeon Barrow and the backups that they have inside for Michigan State are dudes, and Michigan's front is fuck really good. So like, <laughs> this is going to be a fight here. Like, whoever wins this one is going to earn it. And whoever wins that is going to win the game. Like, that's... I told you that however many weeks ago. Whoever's better in that thing inside, if Michigan State can impact Michigan's guards and mess it up, they'll win the game. If Michigan can move those guys, they win the game. Those are the easiest paths to victory for both sides. How about that? Yeah, you know, like, we've... Both teams have kind of had chances to blow it this year, right? And then blink and instead made plays and won games. Um and I'll be really curious to see if this game is decided by one of these teams going and right do like yeah. winning the game or having to go it, win it. Or, yeah, right. or if it's the you know someone does something apocalyptically like... stupid with two minutes left, the game's decided, <laughs> and we talk feels, about it for five years. <laughs> this feels like the latter, always. Hundred percent. It would be nice. It would be nice to see the former once, but this certainly feels like the latter. I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to go. I I do think both sides have enough uh, to beat either. But um, mm-hmm. I said a couple. I mean, Michigan's a favorite. I I don't get it. I think I'd still give the Spartans a field goal, like I said uh, two months ago. Like it was. so, if, if Michigan's currently at four and a half, that means I don't that get if they it. Were, if they were on a neutral field, it'd be two and a Michigan, half. It'd be uh, one Michigan by one. one Michigan whatever, yeah. by one. Um, no, it'd no, be, no, it'd be Michigan no, no, by no, 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 no. No, you get plus three. Yeah, right. You get plus Michigan three. Michigan by right. seven. <laughs> Which, like, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Um, and if that line come if, down, I if they were in Ann Arbor, they'd be a fucking ten point favorite. I mean, that's preposterous. So, I don't know. Like four and a half just seems like a weird number. That it's one of those like this Vegas. Know some shit. Then you can really get into your own head a little bit. I mean, um, I think that like Michigan State has thinner margin for error overall right. as an offense than Michigan. And as but, we also know, Michigan's, Michigan lines are always skewed by Michigan right. fans betting. Also down Every, to minus... All the time. Also down to minus two, I'm seeing. So some, some movement happening here as we're... Oh, whoa. Big, that's as a we're huge move. Here. That's well, a I think it's happened early. for the last couple of days. In okay. one book, it was down to minus two. So okay. I don't know if it's going to go up or down or what's going to happen there. But I, mm. I think that Michigan... Does have wider margins with its talent. Not as wide as it was a year ago. Of course, it didn't matter, as we saw. But at the same time, I think Michigan State, their best players 
are absolutely good enough to win this game. I don't care what the margins are. Like, that's mm-hmm. how I've sort of looked at it. Like, Michigan State's best players are as good as anything at their position as you're seeing on the other side are better. Like, sure. Slade, Barrow, they're starting here. Thorne is probably mm-hmm. starting here, right? Mm-hmm. I would say. Kenneth Walker? Yep. He's playing, <laughs> I, would, I right. would think. Xavier Henderson? Like, these are good football players. And so, those guys, if Michigan State plays the game, they want to play it, which they kind of have all year. They cut the plan the way they want to cut it. They, they hang in there and do their thing. Absolutely, they have enough to win the game. They have to measure it right, and they can't make a lot of mistakes, but that's kind of how they play. Michigan could probably get away with more, but you're also on the road. So, this is a push, man. I don't care what Vegas says. I wouldn't bet this. This is this feels like a push to me. I mean, they feel very similar. It could be something that something weird happens on the day. I have no idea, but like, yeah, feels like a push to me right now. I mean, taking a home 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 dog in this yeah three and a half to Michigan State the, when they're both ranked in the top ten is just wild. Yeah, Michigan State three and a half. That's what I would say. I mean, that's crazy or, or four if you want. I mean, like whatever. Like, right you're gonna get we were, right when we were coming on. I had a I have a buddy who's a He's a golf writer who's been kind of converted into doing betting for one of these massive conglomerate things. And, you know, he clearly doesn't know that I don't know shit about football. And he texted me right before we were coming on and said, talk me out of Sparty plus four and a half. They are well, frauds, but this is 100% the kind of game Harbaugh finds a way to screw up. So there's, your, there's, your, there's your national perspective. On. <laughs> this, is guy, this is a guy who lives in Florida. Right. Watching no Michigan looking, State football. Looking from afar, probably has not watched. No, he's probably just looking at the schedule and sees who yeah. they've beaten. Well, they beat Miami, so he doesn't give a shit, right? Yeah, Miami's dog shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're not frauds, but they're also not like. <laughs> I mean, they're not. But I understand where he's coming but from because I think not that, the only one saying that. Either. I think the old school college football fan thinks of the number eight team in the country as like a national title contender from the nineties, and this is not the nineties. The number eight. This is not your father's number six, number eight. I would say in terms of like, right. Right. can either of these teams beat the number one team in the country? Right, like Was that's it just Penn not State in the top ten a week ago. Hey, yeah, <laughs> people can people can pretend that that's something that's going to happen mm-hmm. all they want. It is not going to happen. <laughs> so, like, you know, if you're betting, you can make money or you can lose it. Like, one way or another, I guess. But yeah, there's a difference in that. I think I'd say, but um, Ohio State's still the favorite to win this. League. I would think so, by quite yeah. a bit. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Um, I do have a couple questions you have, if you want to. Oh, yeah, let's get into it. you want to bounce into a couple of those. Did you have anything else there before we... Uh... I mean, I was going to just ask. I have some thoughts on Eagles-Lions. Oh, go ahead. Before we get into the questions, go ahead. You got Eagles. The real rivalry game of the weekend in this state. Well, (laughs) are you prepared to come and watch Dan Campbell's first victory? I'm going to the game. I know. Are you? I still have to get tickets, but I I have to go. Uh, I mean, it could be a hot. It could be a hot ticket. It will not. It will not be a hot ticket. (laughs) This is Um, gonna be like a one dollar ticket. I'm gonna tell you this right now. If the Lions don't beat this Eagles team. Yeah. Fire, fire okay. Campbell. Here we go. <laughs> fire, fire Campbell. Cut everyone. This is just some sandbagging. Can, cancel Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. The whole deal. <laughs> this Eagles team is so they won a couple. fucking they? bad. No, they suck. They suck. I want Sirianni gone. Oh I want God. everyone out. Hurts, gone. Sirianni, gone. What about Devonta Smith? He's been playing pretty well, right? He can stay. Okay, that's it. He got one guy on the front office, (laughs) gone, all of them. So the Philadelphia Eagle remains. No, we got we got Devonta Smith and Kelsey can stay. Everybody else has got to get the hell out. I'm considering going and rooting for the Lions just to make sure that Sirianni's ass is gone. (laughs) They're not going to fire him after one year, man. They have gotten worse every single. This is something I've learned from you, Nick. Like, oh yeah, well there you go. They have gotten worse. Every single game, they have not made a single adjustment, like to coach toward their personnel in any way. Like they're uh, using, that's they're not good. Using, they're using Jalen Hurts like he's uh, Philip Rivers, like <laughs> some like old fat ass, like just dropping back and just slinging the yeah, ball right. around. It's like, what, what are you doing? Like half the season they can't get the ball. No, no, it's the Philip Rivers, of course. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hall of Famer. You know, the, the, <laughs> defense, the defense is historically bad. Like I knew that that was bad. Yeah. You could go out there. My, they might make so you're Jared telling me, Goff. This is bad for the Lions, though, because the, the Eagles are about to make Jared Goff I, look like goddamn Matt Stafford I actually told, uh, to Calvin Johnson. <laughs> I told Chris, I said, if they play like shit in this game, because they have a bye coming off this, the Lions do. And if they play like shit in this game, they are not going to be feeling good because uh, the Eagles do suck. I agree with you on that. Like Awful. that's this is absolutely a winnable one for. Uh, I'm telling you right. I'm, I'm for telling the you right now. I'm telling you right now. There's no chance the Lions are losing this game. Guarantee a lead pipe lock. We're going to see our first kneecap in Fort Field, <laughs> courtesy of the Philadelphia Eagles. It couldn't happen any that's other right. way, ladies and gentlemen. It had to that's be right. Philly. And that charter, that charter flight back to Philly. Leave him, throw him out. You're going to see Nick Sirianni's bags right on the tarmac next to it. <laughs> With you taking a piss on him there at DTW? You can get over there in time after the game ends. Okay, let's get into the old uh, questions okay. here. All right. 
Start one from Tyler. Uh, this is a good one. Most underrated Michigan State, Michigan moment slash game you have been around. Um, I would say the most under. I got I got a moment most underrated if you, while you think there that I've covered. Yeah, I'm um, obviously going to go basketball. So yeah. Well, that's a good one too. Um, in football, the one that is the most underrated, I think, both well, the 2015 game in general is the most underrated game in this entire series because it ended with that mm-hmm. punt and that's all anybody remembers the game was fantastic the actual game itself was a terrific it's one of the best michigan michigan state games that i've watched and i've watched more or less all of them since i've been alive i think sure um and in that game jordan lewis and uh, aaron burbridge burbridge oh, yeah. uh, i remember the detroit this. detroiters a couple kids from yep. detroit went at it in, like, one of the best. And, you know, that's back when Michigan was man-to-man all the way, all game long. Nobody mm-hmm. had any questions about what they were doing. And they went at it all game. And, like, Lewis had, I think it was, like, 18 reps they went at each other. Like, Burbage had, like, 10 catches. Lewis had, like, eight pass breakups, something like this. It was one of the best individual, like, fights between two dudes who just, like, left it out there at each other. Sure. That I've ever seen on a football field. It was great. It was, like, so fun to watch, like, in like. That alone on every single play, you don't see enough of it. That was, like, I left that feeling like we should see something like that every year in this game. Some kid from Detroit on that team, some kid from Detroit on this team, like, just, and they're both stars, right? And they're going at it, and that's what that was, and that was, like, so fun. So, that's an underrated one that doesn't get talked about still enough. That's a good uh, one. Because it gets overshadowed by so many other things that happened that day. What do you got? Uh, I mean, the, the 14 game... Uh, both were ranked in the top 20. Uh, oh, is that where Stauskas? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, Stauskas blowing kisses <laughs> was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. Because that that's one of my favorite parts of the rivalry is when the, the road team yeah. silences the place. And it's just incredible yeah. every single time. And it always takes the guy with like basically the biggest balls on the court, right? They are, are making those plays in the at the end of crunch time. And like when Michigan State came into Ann Arbor... What year was that? And just beat uh, that would be like fifteen or sixteen, somewhere in there. And when Karras was hurt, mm, yeah, that sounds right. And it was the lower bowl was just basically Michigan State. You know? Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, oh man, that's yeah. that'll yeah. sting, you know? Yeah, right. Um, I mean, personally, for me, the year that I had the the back to back embeds was unbelievable. The um, back to back what? Embeds when oh uh, yes when yes. when no, that, beeline yeah. beeline oh, let God. me in for three days before the Michigan State game and like watching that game plan come together and I'm like man you know this is this looks foolproof to me boys you know yeah. oh, shit that looks good this is incredible <laughs> and then you go out and you just watch it fall apart yeah. you know like once you, when you're inside and then you see the plan not work yeah That's it's crazy. unbelievable it's unbelievable. In the locker room at halftime, and you know, like Yaklich is looking at me, just shaking his head, just like this is bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> man, <laughs> woo! And you're like, well, well. Also, I think that that's even the one where like it lets you sort of see when you probably saw when it was like this is not. Oh yeah, this is you not saw what it coming undone. Yeah, you saw yeah. it coming undone a lot yeah. faster than maybe you would have otherwise. Yeah, that's very yes. interesting. Yes, yes. And then you're like, this what? is not good. Yeah, like. A week later, you know. I had the, uh, it was with Izzo for the day. So I met him at his house at seven o'clock in the morning and he's already just moving a hundred miles an hour, you know, just for an 8 p.m. T- tip off. And that was just a wild day, just a wild, <laughs> wild day. And then they go and, you know, they win that game after they fall down at halftime. Yeah. Um, 
Izzo comes into the locker room, and it was one of just the most maniacal, just insane performances by another human being I've ever seen. What did he do? Called everyone out, just by name, in the middle of the locker room. Just, (laughs) you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. Where are you? You know, where are you? Are you... Are you even here right now? Are you even here? You know, just undressed everyone. And they all sat there and took it. And they said, okay. And they all got up and started cheering. And I'm like, what? Like, it was one of those, like, moments where you're like, have an understanding of how that place works and how that guy has, like, kept that thing together for all these years and why the alumni come back. And, you know, they all just start pushing each other. And Izzo's in there and he's punching everyone in the chest. They're all fired up. They go, storming out the door and then just went and and knocked him off the court and I'm just like oh my lord you know it's just when you get when you get in like that for a rivalry that you've been covering for that many years that's you know it's just that was that was wild so yeah those locker rooms before that is uh that is this year let's get some asses back in the seats let's get the building because it is man like that rivalry for hoops is you know you can have your Carolina Dukes and your mm-hmm. Louisville Kentuckys, man. Like I, I'll, I'll put it up as long as when I've been here. I'll put that thing up against anybody. When it's good, it's really good, and I think yeah. that that's the thing that I always try to remember about it. Like basketball really helped, I think, with a lot of myself included, because this got so toxic with football. Both sides uh, had their say in it, and D'Antonio, of course, leaned into it more than probably anybody, and partly because he was here longer. But like, sure. The basketball stuff with Izzo and Beeline, when they both got good and they both got legit good, and they were, you know, Izzo had already been that way, of course, but when they were both really pushing each other, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was like, and they still are, right, Is uh, Izzo and Juwan. That's a different type of thing that I look at what Tucker and Harbaugh are doing right now, and I don't know if it'll be Tucker and Harbaugh, but like, I see that it's possible that like Michigan and Michigan State can cut the thing differently, do it their own way, and sort of like, find a way to have two successful teams at the same time. I don't, I don't know if either of them will be, like, you know, top five teams every year or whatever. Right. But I do think if you get the right coaches and you sort of settle on your plan and not try to be somebody else, both sides, then I think you can be formidable, good, all the time, tough outs, teams that are hard to play, and that's what you want. That's what Michigan and Michigan State basketball are, and right. it's fun as shit every time they play. And You know, one of the, you know? One of the weird things about, like, the difference in the rivalry is that I've always felt like covering, like, the basketball rivalry at its peak, you know, when they're going against each other as top ten teams and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, almost each year, I feel like, not almost each, well, maybe almost each, I have felt like one of the teams in that game, like, could potentially win the title. Be, win the national title. Right. That's and how it were, gets there. There were years where it looked like both of them, you know, when they're both top ten teams, like both of them could potentially win a national championship. Football, because it's of the makeup of college yeah. football, right? You know, it's like those two are still playing each other. It means the means everything in the world. But guess what? There's still Ohio State right. and, Cle- and Clemson and right. Alabama and yep. you know whatever other programs are actually the the real kind of national title picture right. contenders, which is just such a weird. Well, I mean, you got the expansion, in, in the whole you, got, makeup. you got the expansion possible, you know, all that yeah, coming up, yeah. you know, so that could change things. I just, there was a time where I didn't know if it was possible for both sides to have, you know, something that we would both consider to be like, both of them are good for a long period of time at the same time. What would that look like? And I, right. I look at both, I look at the jobs these guys have done in the first seven weeks and I think these plans are sustainable. Like, I don't know if they will be sustained. I don't know if either of these coaches will be the coaches that do it. But I think, like, 
neither side has tried to be anything other than exactly what they are. And it's like when you're self-aware and you have a total, you know, fully engaged mm-hmm. with your locker room, man, like, which is what you just talk about those basketball teams. That's what they always are. I mean, it's every yeah. single day of every single year when you have coaches that do that, like there could be a rivalry here. That's more than just like once every 65 years or whatever that we have a yeah. game like this. And, um, I do think that's possible, and I don't think they have to go slit each other's throats to get there. I don't think it has to be, you have to die for us to get there. I don't think it has to be, uh, it'll never be over because he's a piece of shit, and I and I think he's a piece of shit because my family says I think he's a piece of shit. Like, come on. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. I don't think at all, and I don't think it is like that, frankly, right. on the football side or the basketball side, as things sit today, and I think we're all better for it. Yeah. All right, let's get a couple more questions in because right. I gotta go right about baseball. Here. Uh, Pete says, if you're coaching one of these teams, would you rather have your bye before the game, have two weeks to prepare, or have the bye two weeks before and have the chance to get the rust off? I think we had that before. I would actually would have rather had it last week. I think state's bye, Michigan state's bye. That's what I would have rather had. Same. Aaron says, Nick, you grew up in Michigan. Is it hard to separate fandom from work? More of a question towards Lions. Like, how bad do you want them to be good, or does it even matter? Uh, for what it's worth, if you have fandom, you do a good job of hiding it, especially with Michigan and Michigan State. Brennan, does your fandom, <laughs> does your fandom get in the way here? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that is actually interesting. Like, I have thought question. about you, I you have grew thought up, about, you grew up right in it, man. I have yeah. thought about that a lot with the Lions. I will talk about Michigan and Michigan State here in a second, but... I have thought about that a lot with the Lions, and it has actually made me think about Michigan, Michigan State differently. Um, I was a, obviously a huge Lions fan when I was a kid, and all the way, you know, I, like a lot of people, stopped watching them when I got to, like, you know, every day or whatever, like when I got to, like, high school and beyond, because they lost all the time, and it was like, I'm not spending my time watching the Lions lose. So, you know, but I was a Lions fan. Of course, you always want to see them do well, but, you know, you're covering them, so you have to be objective. And, of course, that's what I've been. But I think that what I've sort of grown to, with the Lions fans especially, because I think I identify with Lions fans way more than I ever did with either college football fan. I think I realized this. I identify, I understand the Lions fan so much, so much that, like, right. when they right. say something on Twitter or whatever that sounds like a psycho, I'm like, that person's not being a psycho. They're just in it right now. Like, right. and I... Right? Like, you get what I'm talking about. Like, yes. Eagles fans. I understand that with Lions fans. So, I don't think I let my whatever. I'm not a fan, obviously, but I don't think I let that piece of me totally die with Lions because I'd like to have that. I'd like to know sort of what their Lions fans are feeling because I think Lions fans, the ones that have been, they're credible. Like, they know bullshit when they see it. I think they've been through it. And I get it. Like, there's a lot of them out there that I think. I've, that's come across in the last like two years that I've worked with Chris. Like that's hit me a lot that I think I identify with them. So I do try to keep that in mind. And I think I write to them a lot more than um, maybe I would have. Right. Cause I think that it's like, I try to write what I think they're thinking about or what they're right. sort of concerned about, or maybe excited about or whatever it ends up being. And then with Michigan, Michigan state, I think I've tried to do the same thing. Like I've tried to, I've obviously been around Michigan fans forever here, right? Like, especially in the last 10 years, more than Michigan State fans. But I've been around all of them forever, my whole life. Like, I've lived here. And, you know, I'm sure I cheered for both schools as a kid growing Mm -hmm. up. I know I did, either side. 
Um, some more for Michigan one year, some more for Michigan State in other years. I probably like Michigan State basketball better than Michigan basketball, right? Right. Like any kid would. But it wasn't ever like, I'm not, you know, living and dying with either school. It wasn't, I like the Lions in pro sports more, I think is what right. I would say. So I've tried to put that into my sort of like college view of things and how I've written. And I think it's been good. I think like that's, since I've come to the athletic, I think that's how I've tried to write about Michigan and Michigan State. Like try to find the common commonality that I understand where they're coming from mm-hmm. with these teams. Because I, I know, I mean, I've been here for a long, long, I've seen all this. So, um, so to answer Aaron's question, which is a good one, you know, I'm not a fan, obviously, of any of these teams in the way that I'm going to the game and cheering for anybody to win or lose. I don't care one way or the other. But I do think it's incredibly important for writers like us to um, be fully understanding of what these fans are seeing, hearing, experiencing, uh, want to see, want to hear, and what their questions are. And I think that, like, those are things that get lost on us over the years. And I've being here has really helped me with that. And covering the Lions... Is something with that a lot. And so, I, th- yeah. I think one of the things about getting older, like and that doing too, it, doing and, it know, old, older, over and over yeah. and over, is like you you tend to just. I feel like when you're newer at it, you get more gassed up by fan oh, reaction. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And, and right. you let it maybe affect your thinking, or or you you have a tendency to re- feel like you need to respond sure. to it in some yeah. way or another. Um, yeah, you got to prove that's you not more you. And more, yeah, right. You like now I get way more gassed up by what like fans who actually have like a platform because yeah. like they're like quasi media or whatever it may oh, be. Yeah. Oh and yeah. And you're like, well that now I feel like you do need to respond to because like that is that's being, bullshit. Yeah, right. that, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, so that's, uh, that's where things can get a little, yeah, <laughs> get, I, a little get a little uh, un- yeah. uncomfortable and things like that. And it's always been interesting for like me here. Cause and you know this, like, like I didn't, no, like I moved to Tennessee when I was 30 and yeah. I didn't understand like the whole premise of like fans rooting for schools they didn't go to. Yeah. Like never, <laughs> right. you're from the never North crossed East. my mind. Yeah. It like no one in Philly, you're not going to like run into a LaSalle fan at a bar oh, and be like, you, you hit it down South. You know what I mean? And him be <laughs> and, and be like, what year'd you go to LaSalle? Do you know my cousin? Like yeah. that's, that was my normal back home. You know what I mean? Uh, and then here, you know, we're in Tennessee. And like, you know, my cousin the first, Dave. <laughs> the first, like, ten people I met in, like, Tennessee stuff, like, at a bar, I'd be like, oh, wait, what year were you? And they looked at me like I was crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, I see. You know, I had a better understanding. And then I moved up here and, and then kind of got into the whole, like, you know, the state's just divided whether you went there well, or not. Well, sir, I didn't go to college, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's just fine, you know. And like, You're like, fair enough, moving it, on. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's more just the notion of, like, college sports oh, being, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it's like a state it's sport. A prof- yeah. It's a professional, right, it's like a professional Like Ohio. Here. Right. Or so, here, to a degree, yeah, right. Like, when, when I was, you know, coming up and being – you know, a, a college student and, and a fan and all that stuff. It was just like it's your school, and that's you just react. Yeah. You didn't like react as like there was near there wasn't any like the vitriol was just totally different. Yeah, when you when you're like it's you're actually rooting or thinking about it as like a college sport. You know what I mean? And then out here, it, it ain't college sports out here, my no, man. This you is know not college I mean? sports. This is way of life. This is. <laughs> And, and it's a weird 
weird thing, as we have discussed <laughs> over the years. And we can do so again because it's always great to get into it. And I'm sure we will later in the week with Colton and, uh, and Austin. But, like, mm-hmm. the weirdness that creates the loyalty to this, it doesn't matter how it gets there. It fucking yeah. gets there. Like, the person who went to Michigan... And his dad went to Michigan, and his daughter, and his mom, and now all these people, right? And the whole family. They love the place as much as the guy who's never been here, Dan Arbor, right. but has every, you know, poster, DVD, trading card, whatever. You know the guy exists. Living God knows where in, like, the UP. Some, they're the same in terms of their dedication, loyalty, whatever, because they've worn it the 100%. whole life. 100%. It's, their, it's bred into their life. Like, when kids that grow up here say this, and this is not... I didn't grow up in one of these houses because my parents, I don't come, I come from the other side of the tracks, as you well know, okay? I don't have alumni parents, all right? So I did not have that situation. Yeah. Uh, but a lot, you know, and I had, I actually went to a place in an area that didn't have a lot of that either. But as I grew up, I understood it. I got to understand right. that people, you know, why it was ingrained in you and why it was something that was such a big deal for like how you lived because your whole family, it was like, and it just sort of like bled into other families and other, and it, well, exactly. my dad liked that team, so that's what we did. And that, you know, you're not allowed to root for that other whatever in here. Mm-hmm. And that's just what happened. It was like, it's religious, I guess, whatever, probably something like sure. that. I think that's what it was. It was like, and over the years with Michigan State, you know, as the 80s turned into the 90s, it became, and Schimbeckler was winning all those games. You know, I'm sure there was counterculture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be the, I want to be a fan of the team that, Everybody thinks is the less than or whatever, and that's how you identify yourself. It's the same thing as rich high school versus not rich high school, right? right? right county right. school versus city school. Um, everybody has that. Everybody remembers that when you were a kid. You, your high school had a high school they hated for whatever reason yep. it was, and that's what this is all the way, all the way down to its core. Um, and. I really don't think it's hard to understand. I don't think people have a difficult time understanding this one. I don't. I think it's nobody really apologizes for it, which is kind of what makes it cool. It's mm-hmm. just is what it is. Can't help it. Going to be an asshole today is what it is, right? Like that's one of those <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah. And uh, hey, they wear it, so it is what. It, yeah. I think that uh, that's what kind of makes it fun and unique. And when it's good, and that's why people I think got bummed, you know, when they saw that game at noon and not in that prime time slot right because we don't always get the good one here we don't always get it to where both teams are good and a lot of times it's one is good and one sucks or one is good and one is going to ruin the other team's good season and you know make them not good that kind of thing so yeah i don't know interesting days though yeah um good question i i would say the uh my reaction to the eagles (laughs) right (laughs) fire sirianni mid-season like that's that's the that's uh, my, my equivalent to right the way people feel here about, yeah. about I think so like, I think yeah they're, they're they're into their like you know you've been around here long enough to know um, Detroit sports fans right 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 and how passionate they all are about those Detroit teams it's the same way with those colleges that they're all so exactly of, whichever one it is and you talk shit on one of those Detroit teams to one of those <laughs> fans right have right. a good night because yeah. you're going to hear it for... They're going to be saving shit and putting in folders on your ass for the next I don't know how many years. That's what mm-hmm. we do here. So welcome to the city and you're welcome to leave anytime. Like, that's how it Love goes. It. So, yeah. No, that's all the way. I think that's what it is. 
Uh, I think it's cool. I think both sides are embracing it. Um, should be great. I hope we get more of them. I hope this is a trend and not a one-off situation. Knock on, knock on. Yes, one. yes. I got one All more right. from. T- you got, I got All one right. more from no, Teddy. One more. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Big Ten East is on a collision course for major shakeups in the standings. More so if Penn State didn't lose that nine overtime game. LOL. He writes. Are there? <laughs> LOL. Are there matchups between any of the Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State that raise your eyebrows? Michigan State, Penn State is the last game of the year. Same day as Michigan State, Ohio State. Michigan State could be undefeated <laughs> on Michigan State, oh, Penn State, Michigan State. Has that? Have we seen? I, I don't that think so. before. No, no, no. That's my answer. Let's see. Let's see that chaos. Michigan State undefeated. Michigan one loss with a chance to ruin it against Ohio State on the last day. That'd be weird. Pretty good. Pretty good. Or I guess it could be the other way around too. But yeah, maybe we'll see. I would say uh, <laughs> the scenario of the Michigan, Michigan State, State. Michigan State beats Michigan on Saturday, well, and then loses to Purdue the next week. <laughs> Well, Michigan loses to Purdue? Oh, Michigan, no, Michigan State, State loses State. to Purdue. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, yes. and then everyone's pissed, and then we're back where we <laughs> began. Yeah, that's very possible. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't rule out anything like that. I got to check, though. Is Michigan State playing? Yes, they are at the end of the year. They play I Penn State sure. on November 27th. Last game. That's what I thought. I wanted to make double checks. So. Yeah. All right. Got it. All good. Is that a jumbo episode today? A little bit. We'll get Great the extra work. one in there's there. Nothing, nothing crazy. We got another one this week. Yeah, Colton and we have to, week. We're going to have to talk about Saturday. Oh yeah, if we're able to swing something, I know you're going to be writing live, but maybe we can do well, something. Maybe immediate. we can do something, something Saturday or Sunday. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, or yeah. Goes. Okay, yeah, we can do that. See what the people think. Well, I need to know these things because okay. if I have a podcast, I need to, you know. Oh, you don't want not, to get hammered not all dr- day? Not yeah. drinking and tweeting is. Well, we'll talk thing. about you know, it. Re- recording a podcast. Maybe we'll just maybe we'll just do it Sunday. How about that? I'll do no, no. I kind of like the idea, though. Of you okay, know, well, you couple, let me know. A couple beers deep on this end. I give you uh, hot takes, and then you. Uh, I'll let you know when I get land back. a plane on all of them. Yeah, yep. I'll let you know when I get home, and then we'll, okay. figure, we'll figure out where to go from there. All right, perfect. Send, well, send great it, send job, us out. great job today, Nick. Yeah, uh, and we appreciate everyone listening out there. Be sure to uh, leave us a review in the iTunes store. Uh, one, maybe next week when the, we're not talking about the rivalry, we'll go and read some of the. Uh, the newer ones in there that we are very appreciative of. So uh, leave a review if you would like to be included in that, and uh, we'll be sure to get to you. And uh, be sure to tip your bartenders and servers, especially this week. Everyone's in it together. (laughs) 